0: to another fun-filled episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week, Presidential X-Files, Richard Nixon, Jackie Gleason, and the aliens. I will be covering celebrity encounters with UFOs and or actual first contact with aliens. Actor Jackie Gleason was perhaps best known for his role as the bus driver, Ralph Cramden, whose famous catchphrase was, To the moon, Alice! It was a different time when remarks about spousal violence were followed by a laugh track. Gleason had much more of an interest in the heavens, besides his punchline, of course. The actor was said to be greatly interested in the possibility of extraterrestrials, as well as the paranormal. He read many books on UFOs and other subjects, and even commissioned a house in Peaksville, New York, that was built to resemble a flying saucer. During the 1950s, he was a reoccurring guest on the paranormal-themed overnight radio show hosted by John Nebel, and after his death, his large book collection was donated to the Library of the University of Miami. Gleason was also a friend and frequent golfing buddy of President Richard Nixon. According to writer Larry Holcomb, it was Gleason's known interest in UFOs that allegedly led President Richard Nixon to share some information with Gleason, including some UFO data and possibly more highly classified information. Gleason met his second wife, Beverly McKittrick, at a country club in 1968 where she worked as a secretary. The two were married in a register ceremony in Ashford, England on July 4, 1970. The marriage lasted only four years, and in September 1974, Gleason filed for divorce from McKendrick. She contested the divorce, asking for a reconciliation, but the divorce was granted on November 19, 1975. That was three months after my birth. In 1983, McKittrick gave an interview to the notoriously unreliable National Enquirer, in which she claimed that on February 19th, 1973, Nixon took Gleason to an Air Force base after the two had golfed together. To show Gleason what he had told were the remains of extraterrestrials. McKittrick was not present for the event, but claimed that Gleason had recounted the details of the event to her. According to McKittrick, Gleason and Nixon had played a round of golf that day, after which the two spent some time chatting about Gleason's interest in UFOs. The two men had developed a friendship, and Gleason had been a staunch supporter of the Nixon campaign. McKittrick says that sometime around midnight, Nixon finally showed up all of a sudden at Gleason's front door, and he Bisconi She claims that he appeared alone without his secret service, a detail that makes the story considerably less credible. But as the story goes, Nixon and Gleason drove through the night to Homestead Air Force Base, 35 miles southwest of Miami. After entering the base, Nixon drove to a heavily guarded building at the far end of the compound, where the two men were allowed into the facility, according to McKedrick. Gleason told her. There were a number of labs we passed through first before we entered a section where Nixon pointed out what he said was the wreckage from a flying saucer. Enclosed in close and several large cases, next we went into an inner chamber that were there were about six or eight of what looked like glass-topped Coke freezers. Inside them, they were the mangled remains of what I took to be children. McKittrick described the incident to the inquirer as follows. I've never forgotten the night in 1973 my famous husband came home, slumped white-faced in an armchair and spilled out the incredible story to me. He was late and it was around 11.30pm. I'd been worried as soon as I heard this his key turn in the lock of our golf course home. Florida, I jumped to my feet and asked, where have you been? His reply stunned me. I've been at Homestead Air Force Base and I've seen the bodies of some aliens from outer space. It's top secret, only a few people know, but the president arranged for me to be escorted in there and see them. Gleason allegedly went on to tell her and there were aliens lying in four separate tables. They were tiny, about two feet tall, with small, bald heads and disproportionately large ears. They've have been dead for some time because they had been embalmed. According to Gleason, Nixon told Gleason that these were actually the remains of deceased aliens. She said that seeing them shook Gleason to his core and he had difficulty sleeping for several weeks. When he returned home, he told his wife about what he had seen and swore her to secrecy. The couple were already in the process of separating and Beverly was also in the process of writing a book about her relationship with the hard drinking funny man. When the Inquirer story came out, Gleason kept silent about the allegations until 1986. At the time, He invited Larry Warren, a UFOologist and the author, an eyewitness to the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident. The two men met at Gleason's New York home. According to Warren, after a few drinks, Gleason repeated the story to him. Gleason died a year later in 1987. Supposedly the only person he told about the incident were McKittrick and Warren. But there is good reason to believe that the story is completely made up according to Nixon's Daily Diary, available on Nixon's library website. Nixon was in Key Biscayne on February 19, 1973, but the main item of his agenda was a meeting with the AFL-CIO. He did attend Gleason's annual golf tournament at the Edbury Golf and Country Club, spending only 40 minutes there. The Inquirer article was said to be an excerpt of Beverly's Bombshell Book, a book that was never written. Writer Mike Rothschild sums up the incident best in his skeptoid blog when he writes, For what I can tell, there are four possibilities for the origin of this strange story. Number one, Jackie Gleason made it up in 1973 to explain where he was that night. Number two, Beverly Gleason made it up in 1983 to tease her tell all book. Number three, the National Enquirer made it up in 1983 and published it under Beverly's name to sell newspapers. And number four, Richard Nixon took Jackie Gleason to see dead alien bodies at Florida's Air Force Base. I have no idea which one of those are true, but I'm pretty sure I know which one is. Please hold for an important message from one of our sponsors. Fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction That's terrific. Hey, now we're back. And it's on to 16 famous people who claim they've seen UFOs. And yes, it's exactly who you would expect. Starting off with Demi Lovato of an alleged UFO they spotted with American ufologist Dr. Stephen Greer at Joshua Tree. As the host of Peacock's alien hunting series, Unidentified I identified with Demi Lovato. It's not shocking the pop star claims to have seen UFOs. We went out into the desert in Joshua Tree, and I basically saw this blue orb that was about 50 feet away, maybe less, Lovato told E! News. And it was kind of like floating above the ground, just like 10 to 15 feet. And it was kind of keeping its distance from me. They described the experience as beautiful and reality-changing. Number two, Kesha. She's also claimed to have seen UFOs at Joshua Tree as well. I had an experience with a UFO when I was in Joshua Tree, Kesha revealed in a radio interview. We were just like sitting on a rock and all of a sudden there were fireballs in the sky. The praying singer has since taken up a hobby of summoning aliens thanks to advice from Demi Lovato. I'm like trying to get all my friends and family into meditating the aliens to us Kesha told Entertainment Tonight Number three, Russell Crowe believes his camera captured a UFO moving overhead his office in Wollumulu, Australia the Les Miserables actor tweeted a video of three timed exposure photos which showed the glowing red lights of an alleged UFO Many skeptics jumped into the conversation, speculating that the actor saw was not a UFO, but merely reflections in glass, which is not uncommon. Crow defended his claims, tweeting, The camera is on a balcony, not behind glass. Eh, fair enough. So what is the truth? The YouTuber Para Breakdown seems to think that Crow saw an unidentified floating object or simply a passing sailboat on the nearby bay. Alicia Keys told BuzzFeed that she believes everyone has seen a UFO at one point or another. She's absolutely right. I mean, the classification of a UFO is an unidentified flying object. You can identify it, it's flying, and it's an object. Nothing alien about that. Nothing quacky about that. When asked if she's ever met an alien, Keys replied, "'Haven't all of us seen something flying in the sky?' And it's at some random time of night that doesn't make sense. And it's not the shape of a plane. Despite believing in UFOs, it would take a special alien to whisk keys into space. I would have to feel the alien's vibe, you know. I'm a vibe person. If it was E.T., I may go. Aaron Rodgers told Pete Holmes that he saw a UFO in New Jersey on the You Made It Weird podcast. It was a snowy night. It was orange and moving in the clouds from left to right. And the bizarre part that was attached to it was after it was out of sight. We were frozen, looking at each other, wondering, what the hell just happened? Rogers shared with Pat McAfee, about 30 seconds after that, we heard fighter jets. Rogers believes the fighter jets were chasing the UFO. Number six, Miley Cyrus claims that she... And a friend were chased by UFOs in San Bernardo, California. Or, I'm sorry, San Bernardino, California. I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend, and I got chased down by some sort of UFO, Cyrus shared with Interview Magazine. Now, I myself have been told by my grandmother in the Gooseneck Mountains of Kentucky, she and her sister were chased by fireballs in the sky Chasing them through the woods So there's some validity to that type of sighting Being chased by something Fireballs in the sky Cyrus shared This with Interview Magazine She described the shape of the object As a flying snowplow And claims multiple other cars On the road stopped to get a look Miley says she was shaken By the experience for nearly a week After that It looked at me and we made eye contact And I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. Makes sense. Kurt Russell, number seven. Now, I buy this from Kurt. Kurt Russell was the pilot who reported the Phoenix Lights UFOs. In 1997, the Phoenix Light phenomenon took place that year. Thousands of people reported seeing Glowing lights and a V-shaped object in the sky over areas of Nevada, Arizona, and Mexico. Kurt Russell claims to have been the pilot who initially called the objects while flying his son Oliver to see his girlfriend. I saw six lights over the airport, an absolute uniform, in a V-shape, Russell told BBC. I don't know what they are, said Oliver. Are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm going to call in. And then he reported it. Post Malone claims to have spotted UFOs in New York, Utah, and California. Post Malone revealed having multiple UFO experiences during his interview with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's an asshole. Anyway, Post saw his first UFO at the age of 16 when he was staying with his aunt and uncle in upstate New York. I was looking out the window with my cousin, and it's just a light that's just stays there and then just effing goes out i mean he can't explain it he then went on to explain another sighting in tarzana los angeles describing a force field like object disappearing into the night sky here we go kendall jenner and chloe kardashian both took to twitter to share what they spotted in ufo flying over california in 2015 Ah, the Kardashians. Both Khloe Kardashian and Kendall Jenner tweeted in excitement that they saw a glowing orb over the skies of Los Angeles. However, the Navy came forward to explain the mysterious night was actually just a missile test. Khloe didn't seem to accept that explanation, tweeting, The government doesn't want to admit that we are not alone. Kardashian seems to have caught the alien hunting bug and even took her ex, Tristan Thompson, on a hiking trail with amazing alien energy on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Lupe Fiasco, or Lupe Fiasco, however you want to pronounce it, was allegedly left with a scar after his close encounter with aliens. Lupe Fiasco recalled an extra-worldly experience that happened to him when he was only 11. The rapper says he woke up feeling extremely charged from a shock and then spotted a UFO. It stops, and I look out the window, and I see a black disc fly down in front of the window. It just sits there and then flies out, fiasco reflected on the Big Boys Neighborhood Morning Show. I had got like a scar on the bottom of my ankle. I don't know where it came from, he shared. I never had surgery there. I don't remember falling there. Nick Jonas saw not one but three flying saucers in his own backyard. When Nick Jonas was 14, he spotted something strange while playing basketball with his friends. I looked up in the sky, and there was three flying saucers. Jonas shared with Seth Meyers. I was convinced it was real, and I looked it up online, and there were three identical sightings in other states around the same time that matched what I saw. So I'm a firm believer in aliens. Casey Musgraves, I I'm sorry, I don't follow country, I don't know who she is, claims to have seen UFOs on multiple occasions. Don't be fooled by Casey Musgraves' Instagram handle, Spacey Casey. This pop country artist has a serious fear of extraterrestrials. I have a very irrational fear of spiders and alien abductions, Musgraves told US Weekly. Speaking of, I've seen several UFOs. Casey says she spotted an object hovering in the sky over her hotel in Mexico, in addition to two huge fireballs over her Nashville neighborhood. What is it with the fireballs? I mean, that matches what was seen in the book of Ezekiel Um, and uh, what Elijah had witnessed and what he was taken up into the sky with. A ball of fire, a wheel of fire. Shaquille O'Neal saw a UFO while on a double date in California. Nothing adds romance to a date like an extraterrestrial spotting. Just ask basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal, who spotted a UFO while on a double date in 1997 in Madeira, California. Interesting. 97 was the year of the Phoenix Lights, which were seen between Nevada, Arizona, California, and Mexico. Could it be the same lights? And right when we passed the fairground, he says, I could swear I saw a flying saucer come down with all the lights... And it was spinning, and then it took off. O'Neill told Jimmy Cummel, We all looked at each other, and it was like, I know that I was a UFO, and I don't care what anyone says. Fran Dresher saw UFOs and even believed she might have been abducted by aliens. Fran Dresher may have been in outer space before landing and Flushing, Queens. The story of The Nanny says she spotted a UFO in junior high while driving with her dad. Fran's ex-husband and Nanny co-creator Peter Mark Jacobson had a similar experience around the same time. I think that somehow we were programmed to meet in the future, Drescher said. We both have the scar. It's the exact same scar on the exact same spot. Tom Delong from Blink-182. He's also a full-blown UFO researcher, not only the guitarist and vocalist of Blink-182. Either way... It's not too surprising that the singer of a song titled Aliens Exist would end up on this list. (coughs) Tom, also a real-life fox smolder, co-founded a company called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which aims to collect UFO data and develop new technology related to their findings. DeLong even has his own UFO story. I saw some really anomalous stuff one night out in the desert. Zipping across the stars, horizon to horizon, zigzagging, DeLong revealed to the New York Times. That really blew my mind because no satellites move that way. And finally on my list, January Jones saw a UFO above a field in Iowa. January Jones says she's very much into aliens. Perhaps this interest stems from the time she saw a light darting in the sky over a field in Iowa when she was 24. It was definitely a spaceship, Jones told Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel teased Jones and asked if she was smoking or if another person witnessed the lights. January said there was another passenger in the car, but he didn't see the UFO. And of course, January Jones is from the television show Mad Men. She had a small part in the Christmas rom-com Love Actually and played in X-Men First Class please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Unparalleled Insider Access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP plan. Our newest, most, most exclusive, exclusive plan. VIP. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada i think it's safe to say that jimmy carter was one of my favorite presidents of all time Uh, he just had a really good heart a good mind great backbone and spirit and you just don't really find that a lot in leadership anymore and he's someone who even through sickness and well into his 90s has continued to do more and more and as much as he can with his very last breath to help the less than he's a a true patriot um the very definition of Christianity, and Jimmy Carter would, would sum that up. Uh, Jimmy Carter UFO incident occurred in 1969 when Jimmy Carter was getting ready to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting when he spotted an unidentified flying object that became known as the Jimmy Carter UFO sighting. The UFO was witnessed by about 20 people, including Jimmy himself, who became governor of Georgia two years later and served as the U.S. president from 1977 to 1981. The speech was taking place in Leary, Georgia at around 7.15 p.m. when one of the guests at the speech spotted a brilliant white light in the distance. Spotted about 30 degrees above the horizon, this strange unidentified flying object was described by Carter as being as bright as the moon. It was said to approach where Carter and the guests were standing, but suddenly stopped beyond a stand of pines, trees, of course, a good distance away. The Jimmy Carter UFO was then said to change color, according to the reports. It changed from its brilliant white to blue, then red, before changing back to a bright white. Then it flew off into the distance. Carter believed that the UFO he spotted was self-illuminated, but wasn't solid. The Jimmy Carter UFO wasn't seen again and remains unsolved. In 1973, Carter himself said there were about 20 of us standing outside of this little restaurant. I believe a high school lunchroom and a kind of green light appeared in the western sky. This was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter, and then it eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance to it, and it was just a very peculiar-looking light. None of us could understand what it was. There were no other UFO sightings or reports that resemble the same object or light from the same time. Without actual images, it's tough to speculate, but it could have been a ball of light from ball lightning, perhaps, or a weather anomaly, something that our knowledge of physics is unable to explain, or one of the many things that are commonly mistaken for UFOs. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. When I was a kid. I had, I was about 12 or 13 at the time, I had an unusual encounter, I was mowing the lawn, it was at dusk, and this was in mid-Ohio, or south-central Ohio, whatever you want to call it, but I was surrounded by pastures, cow fields, uh, farms, it was the back 40, this was like Bigfoot's stomping ground where I lived, literally over the river and through the woods, Uh, So far off the beaten path that they never even mentioned us on the news when a storm was approaching or if there was a tornado watch, we were just kind of like, oh, we have to watch ourselves and they're not going to mention it on the radio. I was mowing the lawn at dusk, and this is when I was about 12, the summer before I turned 13. And I noticed this huge shadow go across the land in front of me. And I thought it was a cloud at first because uh, the sun was setting, and I look up and noticed this giant floating triangle high above the hillside next to my house, and I could almost make out details in the bottom of this thing. Uh, looked almost almost like rivets, pop rivets, or some kind of. It was a solid, shiny object, and it had this weird oscillating orb in the bottom of it that was like a translucent blue. And it just, like an electrical ball, just spun around inside itself. Equal to that and like submersing a giant marble in in water and watching it rotate and float around. Didn't appear to be any exhaust coming from it. No exhaust plumes. No sound. I let go of the mower. I stood for a while and watched. And this thing dropped what appeared to be three spiraling pods. And they spun around the full object once and then dropped out of sight onto the top of the hillside. And as I'm standing here watching this, I then see the giant craft, which was about the size of a football field, descend back into the sky and almost vanish like... Someone put a blanket over it, or like David Copperfield made it disappear. It was just, it was gone. So curiosity got the better of me because I'd always been a massive UFO enthusiast since a very early age. And you have to excuse me. This is the first time I've really gone public with this story because my wife likes to tease me and say that uh, truth is I discovered a moonshine still on the top of... The hill near where I lived, and I was molested by hillbillies. And it's a story that I created to convince myself that I was not molested by hillbillies. That's not the case. I was not molested by hillbillies near any kind of a moonshine still. That's just something she says to tease me. She is definitely the Agent Scully to me being Mulder. So I get on my bike, Goonie style, Stranger Things style, and ride my happy ass up to the top of that hill, which had a dirt path um, for a local paper company coming in and tearing out timber to make paper. So they cleared a nice path for me to get all the way up there as fast as I could. And this was at a steep incline, and I had never pedaled that fast in my entire life. My legs felt like jelly. Um, I got to where the pods were at this point stuck in the ground, and they were the size of... Like coffins, maybe um, a bit smaller than an outhouse. If anyone's familiar with what an outhouse looks like, a porta potty, kind of like a porta potty, but they were shaped like triangles as well, but not like a rigid triangle. They had smooth surfaces on the edge, and it wasn't just the three points of a triangle, it was like the shape of what a triangle should have been, but they didn't form the edges on it. And they were black and glistening, very, very shiny. All the light source in the area was just bouncing off these things. And they were open as if something had come out of them, but there were three of them. And I get close enough to where I crouch down and I'm just waiting and watching. And I see movement in front of me, but not just regular walking around, Or standing, it it was these three beings were floating to the left, to the right, around each other, almost like a dance routine. They were super fast and they were moving as quickly as what you see in some of the newer horror movies where when a really dark spirit or a demon is in movement, they kind of defy the laws of known physics and move From nanosecond to nanosecond, not in a regular form, just quick shutter style, moving around quickly. And I I couldn't focus on these things. I, I couldn't make out features. They had these strange auras about them, almost as if they were giving off energy or some kind of light source of their own. But I couldn't tell if they were clothed. I couldn't tell if they had eyes or a mouth. They were just these. Celestial looking beings moving around and gathering items from the environment like soil or a rock or some of them went up to a tree and put their hand on it and they removed their hand and the bark was gone in that one spot. Almost as if they were gathering these things to study or maybe to use to create their own earth like our ours, bringing in minerals and whatnot to rejuvenate their dying planet. That's how I took it. One of them gets a little too close to me when I'm crouched down hiding behind the the thick brush. And as they get close, I start to get extremely lightheaded. Uh, Almost what you read about when people are exposed to high levels of radiation. Fatigue sets in. Your legs go out from under you. You feel like you can't catch your breath. And then you just black out. And that's exactly what happened to me. This thing approached me. And I could feel it looking at me. And it reached its what I believed to be an arm out to me, and I just went black, completely passed out, and woke up, and it was dark at this point. About an hour had passed. Now, my parents assumed that I had finished mowing and just took a bike ride down the road to a neighbor friend's house to play video games or watch a movie or something because that was something that I discussed earlier in the day that I planned to do when I was finished mowing. So they weren't too worried. But what's bizarre is when I passed out, I woke up in my backyard with my bike propped up next to me, lying facing up to the sky next to the mower that I left. And my bike, I would have to go around the other side of the garage And walk through the one-man door to get my bike out of the garage to then ride it up. So, for years, I questioned my own sanity in this thing. Did I dream it all? Did I just have a hallucination from heat exhaustion? And I would have gone with that if my bike had not been properly propped up next to where I was lying down. And the mower itself was still in the same place. So I obviously had ridden my bike down the road up that dirt path because the dirt was still in the bike wheels. The same dirt that should have come off when riding on the grass if I had ridden through the grass. It was fresh soil on the tire itself. And the bottoms of my shoes had the same powdery soil that was up on that hillside. Uh, for years, the, this encounter has has plagued me, has haunted me. And I've wanted to write about it for so long, but I wasn't sure how the public would take it. I wasn't sure if I would be labeled as a lunatic. But in this day and age where closeted UFOologists are people who just have a fascination with UFOs, it's becoming more and more acceptable and people are understanding and listening. I feel safe enough to talk about it now, which is why I put it out here on my podcast, and hopefully it would encourage my listeners to share their stories with the strange, the unusual, and UFO encounters of their own, whether or not it's related to the movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, or if you think it's just a reaction to heat exhaustion or sleep deprivation, or maybe bad medication the doctor put you on. It's important to share these stories and not keep them locked up because it can really cause you to question your own sanity and how those around you truly feel about the fascination you have in and things such as these. Now, I mean, UFOs could change human history, but for now, we aren't giving them much thought. They're just floating around unexplained and unidentified. We have a lot of work to do, but mention them in conversation and they're likely to lead to nervous humor. Like my wife saying that I was anally probed by a bunch of drunken, moonshining redneck rapists who molested me. That was not the case. Now, that's all fun and and in jest. I can laugh and and say, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, it was Deliverance, Alabama. But mention them in conversation, they're likely to lead to nervous humor or do most things unfamiliar and out of our control. The pilots may be laughing because they have the comfort of peers who are seeing the same thing, but most wouldn't be laughing if they were alone. We know that life is fragile and that it continues at the mercy of a universe on a little planet orbiting around a star that will eventually flame out. The odds of these supersonic ovals in our midst turning out to be a net plus for humanity are low. Worrying about Donald Trump is almost reassuringly small by comparison, but at least we're trusting our military personnel to see what's in front of them. As Colonel Edwards asks, how could I hope to hold down my command if I didn't believe in what I saw and shot at it? not recommending we shoot at these things either. That could start an interstellar war that uh, we certainly cannot afford based on the fact that we're constantly fighting with ourselves. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And you'll hear me next week on a new episode of Paranormally Speaking. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Thank you for listening. That is all for this week that I will be covering. I hope it was a plethora of information for you to digest and possibly share with your friends or just anyone you pass along the street. Have a great weekend. Please tune in next week for more Paranormally Speaking with your host, award-winning author Neil Parks. Yes, that's me. Thank you and Godspeed.